Let us pray. Father, send us your spirit and teach us your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, very good morning to you all from me. My name is Simon Stocks. I'm one of the ministers here at Christchurch, and it's a pleasure to open God's Word this morning. And we're reading this story that Jesus told, a story which is introduced as a parable, and I'm assuming, therefore, what that means is it represents something else. It's, uh, it's an allegory, it's a way of talking figuratively about something else. And we're going to just spend a few minutes decoding it, so to speak, and seeing what we can learn from it. And the clue is fairly clear. Jesus himself explains what he's getting at, this image of the vineyard. In verse 43, at the end of the parable, he says to the people he's addressing, therefore I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. Mm. Okay, so this is a story about the kingdom of God. This is about God's purposes, the realm where God is in charge, where God's authority is recognised and where people are obedient to God. And the challenge seems to be that the people who are involved in it are expected to produce its fruit. Now, in the story of the vineyard, the kingdom of God, God's realm, God's sovereignty, is depicted as this vineyard. And the interesting thing is, to begin with, that God does all the hard work, which as someone who finds gardening a bit of an effort, I'm very relieved to hear. At the beginning, um, God is described as a landowner who planted a vineyard, he does all the planting, put a wall around it, does all the building, dug a wine press, God does all the digging, and built a watchtower, even more building. Lots of hard work. So by the time these tenants arrive and take over the vineyard to run it for a while, most of the hard work is done. It's God who has made it possible. Now that speaks to us very powerfully of our place in God's family, in God's kingdom, that it's God who's done the hard work to make it possible. Now we've baptised Sienna and Alexandra this morning, They've been welcomed and embraced as part of God's family. And part of the image there is that it's God who has made that possible. They haven't achieved it. They haven't earned it. They haven't done anything that enables them to be part of God's family. But it's God who is welcoming them and saying, you can be part of my family. Welcome. Here you are. Come and enjoy the vineyard, so to speak if we are a vineyard. Anyone feel like a grape this morning? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we're all just grapes in God's vineyard. Who knows? Anyway, well, we'll come to that in a moment. Um, Anyway, it's God who does the hard work. God makes it possible for any of us to know God. And supremely, as we've said already, as we've remembered, it's because Jesus died for us. The death and resurrection of Jesus are what 
have enabled us to know God for ourselves, if there's anything at all that could possibly get in the way between us and God, it has been dealt with. Jesus has dealt with it by dying and rising again. Amen? Hallelujah? <laughs> hey, not, 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 very, not very active this morning, are we? It's a bit cold, isn't it? Never mind. Never mind. There we go. Feel free to shout hallelujah whenever it takes you. Takes you. Um, God has made it possible for us to know God. And so we are, so to speak, welcomed as tenants in the vineyard. But that's when the story starts to go a little bit wrong because the whole point of a vineyard is to produce fruit for the person who owns the vineyard. And the owner of the vineyard here is clearly expecting something from these people who've been given the opportunity to look after it. So clearly there was something they needed to do. It wasn't just a case of sitting around you know, picking the odd grape now and again when they felt like it and expecting wine to appear out of nowhere. They had to do something. They had to weed the vineyard and they had to prune the vines and they had to gather the grapes and press them and tread them uh, in the wine press and so on and make the wine. So there were things for them to do and it was God who should have had the benefit of that, the owner of the vineyard. And they are thrown out. The vineyard is taken away from them because they can't be bothered, because they do not want to give to God what is owed to God. So I think that says something quite important about the responsibility that comes for all of us with the gift that we have received of being welcomed into God's family. We're freely welcome. We're given an opportunity that we could never earn for ourselves. But with it comes a responsibility. And it's depicted as bearing fruit. Jesus says, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you, that is the people he's talking to, and given to a people who will produce its fruit. Now, we still don't quite know what fruit is. I mean, I don't think we're supposed to produce grapes, are we? We don't bring a bunch of grapes every week to church. That doesn't, that's not what God wants from us. What is it? What does fruit represent? Well, there are other places in the Bible where fruit represents the way we live our lives, the actions that we pursue. Um... Elsewhere in the Bible, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is described as things like this, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are quite appealing attributes, I always find. And John the Baptist encouraged people to live lives which bore fruit worthy of repentance, he says. So fruit seems to be turning away from wrongdoing and living in a way which is right and good. Now, we, we've been thinking about the kingdom of God for several weeks. 
here at Christ Church, and one of the things we've emphasised over and over again is that in God's world, there should be equality and justice and mercy. And so, living in God's kingdom, bearing fruit for God, also involves not only our own lives, but the way we relate to others, and working for equality and justice, doing good for those who are suffering and trying to uh, argue the cause of those who are oppressed and mistreated. So there's a simple message for us this morning in this parable, which is the responsibility which comes from being welcomed. And the responsibility is to make it a good welcome, a good place to be welcomed to for others, to make it a place of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, and to work for equality and to work for justice and to do the things that are necessary to make the world the way God wants it to be. Now, that's hard work. That involves a lot of effort. That's not just going to happen on its own. And I think it's important to remember that when we gather as a church, when we gather on a Sunday or a Wednesday, I was listening, you see, uh, or any other day of the week for that matter, it's not just a social event. It's not like having a party or going to the pub or a society that meets. We gather together because we need to collaborate in doing the work of God. We need to, as a team, tend the vineyard. There's a lot to do and we need to do it together. And we need God's help. We need the inspiration and the power of God's Holy Spirit. So we gather to worship, to put ourselves at God's feet, and to seek God's help in the work that God gives us to do. And so we'll be praying together shortly for exactly that sort of thing. So it's vital that we meet together, that we support one another, and that we collaborate in the work of God's kingdom. That's what is asked of us. But I think it's a small thing to ask of us when God has already done the hard work, the digging, the planting, the building. In other words, God has done everything that is necessary for us to know God and to play our part in the world. Thanks be to God.